What is up, ACL Nation? Welcome in, Mish. We're at episode number eight. Welcome in to Bagging and Bragging. We got a good show for you guys today. We're going to go over open number six highlights. That was whenever we went out to Myrtle Beach. Just a jam-packed, really long weekend. So going through those highlights will be pretty fun. Also, we're going to talk about the uh, shootout number one finals we got coming up this weekend and the Super Bowl that is attached to it. The odds came out on DraftKings, so we'll kind of touch base with that. Interview is going to be with Josh Zeller, the owner of Vortex Bags, and his new open number seven single champion, Carson Getty. Mish, how was your weekend? Pretty good. Can't complain. Um, I can't even remember what I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I know that so. you had a little bit of fun <laughs> watching Rome go out there and kick some butt. We'll talk about that. I'm sure that's what I did. Segment, Thank you. So. If you're not going to brag on him during that segment, I will. But I just got back from uh, Winterfest in North Dakota. Uh, two things. It was really, really cold up there. I mean, drove in. It was negative four degrees. Very beautiful, but very, very cold. It was fun catching up with all the uh, northern folk and the Canadians and saying hi and whatever else I wanted to talk about with them. It was a good time. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, a couple things I, I want to touch base on hey. before we get into it, Mish. This is going to be kind of controversial beginning. I'm sorry. I'm kind of catching you off guard on this. But there aren't too many $40,000 payout tournaments that are going on in this world right now for cornhole players. So if the ACL is paying out $40,000 weekends for their tournaments and then there's cash games or cash tournaments going on that pay out $40,000, it's probably not a good idea to bash any of those as it's going to help the sport grow. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm not going to talk about all the keyboard warriors and everything else going on. I'm going to take time out of my day to figure out how to improve the payouts and how to make things right. So hopefully next year we can keep doing these $40,000 payout tournaments because it, it's a lot of fun if you focus on the fun part. There's a lot of bad stuff that can go along with Cornhole, of course. I mean, the Cornhole family is both the greatest thing in existence and the worst thing at the same time. So. I mean, I couldn't I, agree more. I love my peoples, but sheesh. But yeah, we're we're having some fun. It gets it gets it can get brutal out there. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it, and then um, other thing I want to talk about too is, like I said, we do have some positive stuff. So I want to make sure that. We focus on using our power for good. Um, the Foreman family want to reach out to them with thoughts and prayers. So whenever we go into our first little break here, you guys are going to have two minutes. If you could set aside some time, say some prayers, to wish them um, the best. They got some stuff that they're dealing with and it's not just them. There's a lot of other people out there too that got things going on. So, you know, payouts aside, drama aside, let's start doing some good. Yeah. Yeah, that, I did hear a little bit about that. Super, super sad. So we definitely want to keep them in our thoughts um, and anyone else in, you know, who needs it. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and do some bragging. Okay, so now that I remember what I did this weekend, I have a ton to brag about. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. I, <laughs> it was just a long weekend. I kind of forgot, but, um, my son played or not played, I guess, fought in his first jujitsu tournament. 
and um, it was really overwhelming. It was really hot in the building, like stifling hot and sticky and stuffy. And it was like they they called him and he had to like stand like at his mat for like five matches just all by himself, just standing there waiting for his match. And he just did it all with composure. I mean, he never looked like he was nervous. He never stopped fighting. He um, was very like he's very good at knowing when to use power and when to back off so he doesn't get mm -hmm. exhausted. Like he's seven years old and I was so impressed with his composure and how he conducted himself in those matches. And um, he did win one. He lost one barely, um, not by submission, by points. And he's the smallest one there. So I'm just so super proud of him. Yeah, I was watching it and I was very, very entertained. I was watching the little clip you guys uh, put on Facebook and I was very entertained at the beginning whenever the referee broke him up or umpire, whatever they're called. I don't know. I'm not a jujitsologist. But uh, whenever they the kids were just like either. running towards each other and like, and then they like they slow down and like put their hands on each other's shoulders, it's like so aggressive, then soft, and then all of a sudden they get into it again. But yeah, I was watching Rome, and it, it was really really cool because I was like enjoying it, and then all of a sudden he would like pop into like an arm bar, and I was like, oh, okay, Rome, I see you working, let's go. <laughs> yeah, so congrats to him on podium, I love it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I got a little bragging pretty proud. for myself this weekend, too. I was throwing. I picked up the bags, and I got to throw, Mish. So, yeah, we uh, we were just kind of goofing around, getting ready to do like a little and? meet and greet Thursday. And I went to the boards where Brody Ferguson, shout out to Brody, was throwing. And I, I saw some sorcerers sitting there. And I was like, okay, let's see what I could do. So I picked them up. I fired four airmails. Boom, boom, boom. Missed the Actually, no, I missed the first one. And I hit three in a row and I was like, well, I can't leave on that, you know? So I stayed there on the board and then they fired him back down. I picked him up again. Boom, 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 four. So I hit seven out of eight airmails with the sorcerers and it was kind of cool. I had my little moment. Uh, I was like, I'm feeling it. Uh, signed up for a blind draw, a little sit and go. And uh, myself and Caesar took it down. We we're throwing some octane somethings. I don't know, some the Canadian bags, you know, so we had to throw the Canadians bag with the Canadians and we actually did pretty good, took down that tournament. So I got my first dub in a long time. And then uh, I had another moment during Winterfest where uh, Noel Monza and Bella were talking on the court and I walk up to Noah and I grab one of his Vipers and I'm like, I think it's a Viper C or B or something like that. Yeah, Viper B. So I pick it up and I was like, all right, one back. Here you go. And he's like, airmail. I was like, Duh, that's all I do. Drained it. Walked down <laughs> to the end. Picked the bag up out of the Making hole. it rain. Threw it back to Bella and Noah. Drained it again. And I just walked off the line like a G. You know, went back to my oh. little canopy. So, yeah. So, airmails were Mike hitting. drop. Dude, Bella's <laughs> drop. I was like, yeah, your boy's got some skill, you know? <laughs> no, my, my question was... Yeah, yeah, we got, we got it, we got, we got it. The seven <laughs> airmails that you hit with the sorcerers—were you trying to throw an airmail, or were you trying oh, yeah. to slide? No, all airmail. Like I was, I was sending it. I was sending it, and it was very effective. So, okay, yeah, okay. I, I, you could kind of see over my <laughs> which, which shoulder is that right here? These little sorcerers on my table. We're gonna break those in. We're gonna, we're gonna be throwing some sorcerers. And then the uh, yeah, BG so, collab is going too. 
Nice. Uh, so, you know, that's what we've been throwing. And mm -hmm. Nick has them in his cornhole backpack, which is in his commuter car that he takes to and from his work truck. Well, he left it in paradise all weekend. I mean, no, all week. We didn't have those bags on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. No sorcerers. <laughs> Jeez, Nick dropped the ball. <laughs> no. Did you there lose you me? My internet's being weird. Yep. Now you're back. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, we, yeah, so we didn't have them. We had to pick a different bag and we all just felt all out of sorts, like really depending on the sorcerers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I, I was pretty happy with my performance this week and I was really happy with the live feeds. Um, you you already know, I'm going to say hats off to corn. He put some pretty cool features in, if it wasn't for Corn being there with me this last weekend, I don't know if I would have been able to get through the live feed. I had some camera malfunctions and stuff like that, and just him being the true professional he is saved the live feeds, and I think we got a lot of compliments. I haven't looked at the numbers yet, but I imagine this will be probably one of our best um, viewing experiences as far as viewers go. So I'm pretty happy with it. Now, you guys had two courts going. Were they both streaming to K9 or one streaming somewhere else? Yeah, no, they're both streaming to K9. Um, so we were able to do two different stream keys oh, okay. and stream at the same time. So we actually had some people who would have both courts up on their their live feeds. And it, it was really, really cool how we had everything. And he's got his graphics so you could see like the PPRs and, you know, who's up and what their SPR is in Squirrelio. And that's just a really, really cool feature. Yeah, no, he like always wants to see how he can make it better. And I really like that about him. Oh, 100%. 100%. All right. Well, shall we take a break and come back and maybe let's talk about the lines that we got coming up this weekend? Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Does that sound good? Okay. I'll be right back. So next up, we have the Celebrity Super Hole. We talked about some of the lines for the, for the shootout, but now we have the Super Hole lines. So let's take a look at these. Uh, I feel like this would be really difficult to do because obviously we don't know much about the celebrities' throwing abilities <laughs> other than um, I did hear that Justin Turner has boards and has been throwing. Um, that's the only one I know of that's practicing actively. Um, other than that, I think this is difficult to do. This is so easy for me to do, Mish. I have one piece of information right, that I need and that Justin Turner is the infielder. So whenever he's turning that double play up the middle, he underhand tosses it to the second baseman. Yeah, or, this is exactly or, what Anthony That's said. exactly what we need. <laughs> other than that, yeah, you're right. No idea what's going to happen. Um, you can't really go off with the pros against the pros because – I feel like it's pretty even, to be honest with you. The only, I mean, Ryan Smith playing a yeah. dirty game might be the only determining factor here. But um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's smart. He's an athlete. Um, and we have history of quarterbacks doing well yes. in Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and I feel like with them making a slight adjustment, um, so whenever they throw the ball, really, right, if you're going to throw it, a little bit higher, a little bit farther. You have to like mentally make like a small itty bitty adjustment. You know what I mean? To get it to go 10 extra yards. 
So I, I feel like over time, if he gets enough practice, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ryan Smith could be a strong team to pick. Um, I don't really know what to expect from Tyler Lockett or Jock Peterson, uh, but I did watch you guys show and or you know they're saying that Jock plays with Justin Turner sometimes. So I don't know wide receivers. I feel like they just catch. I'm not really a big fan of him throwing. So if I had to put money down, I am going to go ahead and go with Damon Dennis and Justin T- Turner, but. If I'm to offer advice for this, I'm saying don't bet, hold your money, just have some fun and take that extra <laughs> money and throw it onto the actual the, uh, the the shootout finals portion. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you kind of were just doing it for fun, like with your buddies, like that would be a good way to treat it. But I certainly think it would be difficult to take this super hole really, really seriously because you just have no, it's a wild card. You don't know. We've had celebrities in the past that take it super serious and you have mm-hmm. to, you have to assume with, with uh, athletes that they will just because they hate to lose. But other than that, like I've seen like the pros work with the celebrities right before the game and some of them get it and some of them just don't. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah, who was really it that threw with Rosie, a former, former football player, but he actually plays league, right? What was Rosie's partner's name? Oh yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, Oh my God. Ter- Terry Kirby. He plays regularly. So that's not even a fair. Yeah, that was different. <laughs> like he has aspirations to become a pro. <laughs> so he takes it really serious. Yeah. He, he was really good. Um, and then obviously Shamar plays quite a bit and he's got the desire as well. I mean, I, I think they even did a TV show that had Cornwall in it. That was pretty cool to see. Did but, they do? I did not know that. That's too yeah. funny. I saw it on oh Facebook. I don't know if it was a promo or actually part of the show, but yeah, I, I would like to actually go and watch that episode. I think it was kind of cool. That's <laughs> really cool. Either way, the super holes are so much fun. They're super yeah. entertaining. Um, you know, you, you get a lot of big personalities out in the court and you root for the celebrities to do anything. You're like, you mm-hmm. hit the board. That's great. Let's go with that. <laughs> like, and so when you see them actually like make shots, usually accidentally, <laughs> it's really, yeah. really fun to watch. So either way, excited for it. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to go through some highlights. We'll be right back after this. All right, Wally, so talk us through these highlights. What 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 are we expecting here? Where is it from? Where were we? What do we got? All right, so these highlights are coming from open number six. For those of you guys that don't know, this was over New Year's weekend. This was the whole missing the flight because of the luggage situation, Meeting up with Nico, driving, what was it, 12 I already forgot hours. about all that. Yeah. Right. I did not. I'm still catching up on sleep because of that, so I'm struggle bussing. <laughs> but, yeah, shout-out to Nico and Steph again for getting us out there for this. Shout-out to Trey, Anthony, Jeff, Bernie, Josh, Athena. Um, gosh, I can't remember who else we had on hand. Everybody who put, you know, Kat, everybody else who put in some work to make that weekend a success. I think it was a lot of fun, so... In the tournaments, we had the shootouts going on. Shootouts were singles, doubles, and women's. We had high school championships, singles, doubles. Um, Lynn Hyatt did a great job running those tournaments. Um, We also had the college cornhole championship going on that weekend. I'm not sure if the chat knew that we had college cornhole championship weekend. They they were so mad about the fact that that was happening. (laughs) So they were really mad that we had to watch college (laughs) cornhole during the college cornhole championships. 
Yeah. And then in the middle of all that, we decided to throw in an open and a ACL draft. So busy, busy weekend. There were a lot of highlights to go through. I kind of wanted to have a little bit of fun with this rather than just getting some of the best shots on the weekend. So um, we can start it off here with number five. One team that really, really impressed me this weekend um, was the Kufis. Kufi. Yeah, the Trevor and Jared Kufis. Wait, hold decide- on. Wait, look his his reaction yeah. to this shot. I, I this hold on, pause it right here. Go yeah, <laughs> go back to the uh, intro where he just got his hand on his hip. This is how I met Trevor, right? So like he's just in normal street clothes, just kind of chilling and relaxing, just looking like a guy hanging out, right? And I was like, this guy ain't got no skill. And then he started throwing bags, and I was like, this guy's lights out. And then I realized I was like, holy shit, that's Trevor Kufis. Oops. So, yeah, so uh, they were very, very impressive. Trevor was a team captain, and Jared was rising up the draft board because of his performance this weekend. So I kind of wanted to make sure that we highlight them a little bit. And then on the other side, um, this was fairly yeah, late in the Cobbs, bracket. Cobbs versus Kufi here, I yep. think we should mention. Um, so cool. I love the family uh, aspect of Cornhole. So we see uh, this. Uh, airmail, airmail dragging of the other bag, and he was like, kind of like, Meh, all right. Yeah, and and right whenever he opened that up, you can see the score is ten to nine. He's like, oh, this is the game we're gonna play. All right, fine. Let's go ahead oh, and start shooting air some airmails. Right. <laughs> Let's pretend that we're Wally over the weekend. Start draining them. So yeah, he was able. And you look, it's late in the round too. It's ten to nine. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of risk versus reward. Oh. And then I wanted oh, to. Oh, sure. clip. This is yeah, the other I want to make sure that we got some shots of Jared. This was kind of cutting back a little bit. Difficult push, but then Jared has the ability to roll, roll over. And that was like a roll cut. That was a deep one, too. Roll that over was. basically two and a half bags. Yeah, he had a... I didn't realize it switched. So, yeah, we have now the other Kufi. Great collect. Then a roll. Yep. Damon Dennis doing his tosses. All right. Let's go to number... Four. Yeah, number, number four. Number four. Um, I had to Whoa. speed this clip up. Now. Oh, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I had to speed this up because I, I I wanted to make sure that we highlighted what happened this weekend. And during this match here, it became New Year's. So this, this is our <laughs> no. first this is our first champion of 2023, Mark Richards and Philip Lopez Jr take down the doubles championship, but I wanted to show you a little bit of why they're doing so well. It's, it's a lot about controlling the board and controlling the situation with their speed and their shot selection going on here. Um, I think this was at the very end of a 15 hour day. Um, yeah. Phil- Phillips hair wasn't looking as fleekable as he wanted it to. <laughs> That's a long day. <laughs> yeah. So to give you an idea of what we went through here, guys, this round right here, eight bags, from the time the first bag got thrown on this end to the first bag thrown on the other end was three minutes and four seconds. Oh my god! So a twelve-second shot clock didn't came into effect here during this round, and um, obviously, I think Alan Ross and Chris Kingsbury are going to try and go back to the drawing board and figure out how to implement their style as far as their pacing, as well as being very, very strong throwers. So, but yeah, Philip Lopez Jr. here controlling the round. And um, I kind of want to show you guys how he's working all these bags into place to score big points here. And this is in doubles format, not shootout format. All right, so we got we got fast. We got lightning speed here since this ra- they both are pretty slow. Look how slow it looks in normal time now compared to that. that wait, 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 that wasn't sped up. 
No, that's well. The first time this is sped up here, and then whenever they're actually whenever he shoots, <laughs> there's oh their timeout. Oh my out. goodness! All right, so we got timeout. Yeah, we gotta go through the timeout. All right, you can come back. Oh, he's fixing his hair. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here. Yeah, now we got normal. Oh but my god! Again, Beautiful. perfect job right there. If he goes in there. Chris has a chance to take his two bags on the other side, and then he's only going to get two points out of this round. It got stuffed. Now, do you think that uh, his thought was, if I let, if I replace my bag right there and he goes to collect, it will most likely get stuck? Do you think that's exactly, like, is he thinking that far? I don't think he's thinking it's going to get stuck, but he wants to keep that bag on the left side of the hole on the top of the ACL red zone there. So if you go yeah. back just a little bit, you'll see he throws this third bag sticky side rather than trying to push all the way through his slick side. Oh, I didn't go back far enough. Hold on. Yeah, so there just just that that shot right selection there. right there is mm -hmm. why they're being so successful. Because instead of a normal player like me thinking, make sure my bag goes in the hole and throwing yeah, slick I don't side care what else. through it, yeah. he's staying sticky side because he wants to create this chaos. So I think yeah. that's exactly what he wanted to do in that situation. Takes away the airmail. And makes a difficult push for Chris on the other side. Oh yeah, the airmail, uh, yeah, would would definitely trampoline or get stuck. It's not an option. You got to go push through, and everything just gets held up. Not even that yeah. back bag fell, yeah. you know, which is surprising. Yeah, All right, so number, number fun fact three. on that too: uh, yeah. Mark Richards and Philip Lopez Jr. both won a doubles championship on their birthdays this year. Oh really? Yeah. So going back Man. to open number three was Mark Richards' birthday. They won the doubles championship, and then right there, Philip Lopez Jr.'s birthday. They won the doubles championship. That's a pretty good run right there. Yeah, I think they're out of doubles championships though. If I'm doing my math right, as far as how many birthdays they're allowed. <laughs> yes, that would be accurate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to this one. All right, number three. What's better than one rodeo or two rodeos? But how about three rodeos in the same match? I can't wait. Here we go. Yeah, so there's Storm. Oh. He's like, hey, I saw what you did last uh, last open. I want to try it myself. He's like, oh, you mean that? Oh, this? Yeah. <laughs> and, Is that what you wanted? And then Damon's like, let me get one, too. So kind of disappointed Damon's that the Matthew. One that, Damon's the one that named it. Yeah. So kind of disappointed Matthew didn't try and rodeo it right there just to kind of join yeah, the he club. Yeah, he had the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, pretty, like Damon came up to Nick and said, I, I want you guys to name the shot rodeo and explained it to Nick. And we're like, we're like, all right, Damon, we got you. We're going to, we're going to get this name going. And I love it. Yeah. I forgot it the first couple of times, but yeah, definitely now it's it burned in my head as the rodeo. It's the rodeo. Mm -hmm. Ready for number two. Here we go. All right. So number two, this is the college cornhole championships going on here. Um, doubles action, 10 round limited format. You see the score is eight to five. Landon Ooh. with a huge push right there to set up a situation. Like so many bags. Where they might be able to get back into this one. And again, only 10 rounds here. You got to make something happen because Landon's down his final eight shots. Finishes off his 12-pack for two, but er, going to be oh. four. Now they got the lead. So now it's nine to eight with only eight bags left to throw. So Landon Crabtree, my guy, had to make sure I get him on the highlights if if I got a TV show and I don't put Landon on there, he would let me. He wouldn't let me hear the end of it. But I mean, it makes sense. I am surprised that Zach threw that stick side because you had that bumper. I feel like you know you a make lot sure of that the Viking guy. throwers don't like to go slick side. They We're don't want to throw on that sticky side, but uh, they don't want to rock that boat. <laughs> I go guess. back to Landon's shot here on this push. It's just gonna. It's it's a lot harder because of his throwing style to get that much push behind it, that much speed behind it. Um, I think even during the broadcast, I was like. 
Uh, this is getting a little bit too muddy right now. It's going to be hard for him to push through this with his throwing style. And then, boom, he just made me. Oh, he just, words, it, so. he takes three bags. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, reverse cut, four bags go in the hole there. Three of them are his. And he ends up taking the lead on this. Ultimately, though, shout out to Zach and um, Jake. I believe they came back to win this match and make the broadcast. He's got that weird reverse yeah. throw, too. It's so I, bizarre looking. I actually think this could have been the finals match. It, it sucks that they had to meet in bracket play to figure out who was going to broadcast. Well, they did. Well, they all made it. Uh, well, Cody didn't. Cody Weller. Landon made it oh, in singles. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking yeah. singles. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, these were the two doubles. strongest teams. So Cody didn't doubles. get to make it there. You're totally right. Yeah. All right, back to number one. Back to number one. This is what we're talking about, about making it to broadcast. So this is Adrian College. Hold on, here. hold on. I got to stop right here because uh, Jeremy Van Epps has been playing cornhole at this point for three whole months. Three months, and he's able three to get that airmail drag right there. I just want to point that out. So let me yeah. rewind it here. <laughs> so this shot right here, you see him throw. It's an airmail drag. This is the final th- round, by the way. Three months of playing cornhole. <laughs> round 10, down 11 to 5. Oh, interesting. So I didn't get to see everyone's journey to get to the broadcast. I only mm-hmm. got to see them in the actual broadcast. So this is this is cool to see how they got there. Yeah, so he's already got the airmail drag. He's got one bag in the hole, and you're like, okay, I and got And he's this. down 11 to 5. Yep, he's like, oh, man, I missed an airmail there to win the game. So now he goes bored here. We watch. We go to overtime. So he Eek. threw off the board. Gave up. So it was. On three to get okay, seven so points. He got seven points. Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. Dang, you just side railed it. Okay, so now we're on to the other yeah, side. We're on the other side, Morgan. Like, I wish I had that little clip of uh, I'm using the TikToks where it's like I'm never letting my mom film again or something. And then it's got that audio bite where the person at the end of it is like, hooray. <laughs> I, I, I wish I had that clip for this shot by Morgan. Like, whenever she had this natural reaction on the live broadcast court to get to ESPN, I felt like I had to include it somehow. So you can see again, okay, so tight it's game. Come at the end of this. Yeah. Okay. Tight game. Um, nine to nine. Was it nine nine? Round nine, I think. Yeah, round. Yeah. yeah, nines all around. And if I'm not mistaken, this one is to get on ESPN. So playing game. All right. Their bags look very similar. That is his bag off to the side, right? No, he's got dark. Oh no. He's got so those hey, are oh, okay. That's the other side of her bag. Okay, so she's got yeah. two on the board, one in. She airmailed yeah. it. Yeah, she already hit one airmail. And she hasn't really been shooting any airmails up to this point. So for her to shoot it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> very impressive. That was awesome. Yeah, And then she throws her hands up. Yeah. Hooray. That's why I said I Hooray. want that sound effect. Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> Goes in. Yes. <laughs> that, that's kind of the type of uh, enthusiasm and excitement that we're going to get to see during the Super Bowl. So I'm yes. looking forward to seeing all these people. Yeah, well, if, uh, if a celebrity a, gets a, a airmail to win the game with a bag sitting on the left side of the hole, they should be celebrating. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Uh, all right. All right, Wally. Well, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with our interview. We'll see you right after this. 
Welcome back, everyone. We are excited to do our interview. Uh, now we have two guests with us. We have Joshua Zeller from Vortex, and we have Carson Getty, who just had his big win. So welcome, guys, to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. What up, boys? Absolutely. What's going on, brother? Absolutely. Hey, uh, I'd love to start off. Josh, can you just give a little bit of background, like how long has Vortex been in existence and a little, just a little background info on your company? Yeah, of course. Uh, so we've been in existence for about three years now um, overall um, as a whole, um, but we've really kind of picked it up on the scene the last two years. Um, we're based in St. Louis, so dead in the heart in the middle of the country pretty much uh, between here and KC. So um, met Carson last year. He was one of our first, he was actually our first ACL pro that we signed last year. Um, and then we had a good team behind us uh, overall last year making some waves this year and looking forward to uh, the first couple nationals going on. I yeah, bet I see, you're pretty, uh, pretty proud of them. Oh yeah. I see some sneak peeks behind you there on that shelf of what you got coming on with us. Sponsor bear. I see the Deborah Adams that you just yep. recently released. Go ahead and talk about your squad. Who all did you yeah. bring on board this year? And um, what, you know, what are you looking for out of them? Yeah, no. So uh, first and foremost, we obviously got Deborah and Megan. Uh, so Deborah Odom and Megan Maupin. Um, that was a powerhouse women's team. That when I heard that they were looking, we went right. We, we started talking to them, and the big thing for us is becoming family. Right? It's not about trying to push and get this and that. It's about becoming that family. Um, and we all hit it off perfect um, in that sense. So that was a. Uh, awesome um opportunity for us to have so yeah deborah and megan's bags um these are all of our player bags that are up right behind there as wally usually does <laughs> yeah never uh, stop at point. yeah exactly <laughs> it gets tricky <laughs> it really is um so yeah deborah and megan's bags are uh, launched and then we've got also obviously carson getty uh pairing up with matthew troxel matthew troxel's a rookie player out of the quincy area uh, well the Hannibal, Missouri area. Um, so two Midwest boys already making waves. Um, looking forward to a lot of good things coming from them. Uh, they took down the first KC regional together. That was their, correct me if I'm wrong, Carson, but that was your first time playing together and you guys took down Wiedenfeld and uh, Hicks. Yes, sir. That was actually our first time ever playing together at Kansas yep. City. Awesome. So, yeah, that's going to be a good one. And then the two rookie um, I think the rookie duo that a lot of people don't know of, but they're gonna they're not on anybody's radar for rookies of the year or anything along those lines, but they can make a lot of headway and that's Tony Mayball and Bracey Blanton. Um mm. making a lot of strides between those two and they're gonna make some deep runs they already have this year, um, as rookies in their first few opens together and they're gonna continue to do so. Yeah, as far as name recognition goes, I would say yes. Bracey and Tony really don't have the thunder that most people are looking for whenever they go to the boards, yep. though. Players know exactly who they are stepping the boards. And going back to open number six in Myrtle Beach, they had a strong run in the shootout. They um, did. Teaming up for, I think, the first big tournament together. And they just had a nice deep run in that, taking down some big names. So they're going to be a team to watch. And then going in the draft – uh, people were actually kind of eyeballing them a little bit earlier than I thought in our fantasy draft. I was pissed that I easily got Bracey before I could get him. But I kind of want to touch base on the draft real quick, switching over to Carson. Carson, let's talk about your draft experience, man. 
I felt like you went a little bit lower than I thought you would have gone. And then you get put on a team and then you get traded. So kind of talk us through all that and let me know what your thoughts were. I mean, I was coming, I was walking off the stage playing mini bags with some people on the side. And I think it was Brett guy was originally walking by me and he said, if you make it to us, we're going to pick you with our next pick, which I think they were four picks away. And all of a sudden I'm standing there and then Trevor Kufis from the Michigan team walks up and says, we're picking you next. And I'm like, cool. Glad to be a part of it. And then I go back there and Joe Kay's like, yeah, I really fought to get you here and I'm glad you're a part of the team. Yeah, you so I thought I was going to stay there long term. And then I wake up the next morning and <laughs> here I am in Ohio with Birchfield and Almanza. Yeah. You and Fuentes had a strong showing in the shootout the day before. I'm kind of surprised you didn't go to the maze, but uh, yeah, so, so yeah, we don't talk up. about that one. <laughs> you wake up, <laughs> you wake up, you get traded. Like, did you, did you even get a hat? Do you, do you get rid of the hat? Uh, you now? <laughs> the hat's here somewhere. <laughs> I got like six of them on top like, of my dresser, but I, oh no, like that one's in my sale. car. <laughs> the Michigan one's still in my car. That's funny. That's what he works in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I usually work in the Casey Baggers hat that's sitting right here. Oh. Wally's canine hats right there as well. That's good. Yeah, weird. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit rough. I do believe we were talking about it. I can't remember if I was on the actual mic at that time, but we were surprised to see you still on the board. I think we mentioned that a few times um, because you have been playing so strong lately. What do you think has uh, attributed to your more recent success or, or kind of bumped you up? Uh, I believe it has what's bumped me up is my practice routine. I really wasn't practicing much besides just blind draws during the week. And then my buddy back here, jo uh, Jesse green got laid off from work. Cause he does like underground wiring. So he was looking for something to do during the day. So basically every day around this time, we'd go down to the place where we play blind draws during the week and practice until we start, which is around six o'clock. And I wouldn't be home till 10 30, 11 o'clock. So it's just a change in actually practicing instead of playing the blind draws and then going home. Is the practice like since you are playing with someone, are you practicing as in games or are you doing specific like practice routines? We're just throwing, playing games, doing basically anything anybody else would do. He doesn't like it when I sit there and block him all the time because he can't really airmail, but he's starting to figure it out. Well, understand how it works. When did you feel like it clicked for you this season? I, you, you talked earlier about the Alex Hicks and Ryan Wiedenfeld match. That was the, kind of the first time where I was like, hmm, okay. And then whenever you went to East Moline and uh, played Jordan Power and Jay Rubin, that was where I was kind of like, Carson's for real this year. And then we started following your runs in the tournaments. But when did it feel like it clicked for you? I think what made me change my path for this year was that Illinois Open like you brought up. When that singles run happened, I had played Matt Guy, who I ended up was lucky enough to beat. And then I turned around and played Jordan, and he edged me out. And then getting beat by Eric Davis, finishing fifth in my bracket, was probably one of my best runs there. So I'm like sitting there, I'm like, okay, I can actually do this. Now it's just put in the work to get better and keep doing it. That way people will actually look at me differently and think I can do it. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be such a confidence booster. And Josh, you, you had confidence in Carson for a while now. So what uh, about him stuck out to you? Yeah, I mean, really what it comes down to for Carson is that 
the since the first time that I kind of met him is I did see the overall potential. Um, he was young. He was new. Last year was his rookie year. It's getting over that hump. And as anybody knows, you know, trying to find that mentality aspect, um, it, it's a hard thing. But once you can find that mentality and keeping that that consistency and everything else is kind of where that big thing. Um, going into this year, obviously throughout last year, saw the progression that he was kept going, all right, from where he started first national, I think first national last year, I think he won 0-2. Mm-hmm. Um to his not world, about that to, either, though, are we, Carson? <laughs> that didn't happen. Well, no, to, no, it did. <laughs> well, to the Chicago National, where he made a deep run and ended up getting edged out by um, fellow uh, Vortex Tour last year, Timmy Jonas. So that mm-hmm. was a it was a good run for both of them. And then Worlds, he pushed up his number. I think from the time when I looked at the the standings, right. I think from the time of Chicago in Worlds, he moved up almost 110 spots in singles ranking for pros. Wow. Yeah, I think Worlds alone, I jumped almost 50 to 60. That's crazy. What a way to finish a season. Right. <laughs> yeah, if I would have started like that, it would have been different. Yeah. That's okay. But, you know, that was that's kind of one of those big things is kind of seeing that progression, right? You know Potential, rookie season yeah. Gonna, yeah, the rookie season is their – kind of got to get your feet wet, right? And you got to figure out your, your way. You got to figure out who you are. It's just like anything in life, right? Um, you got to figure out who you are. And I think going into this season, him playing with some of the people that he plays with consistently, Ethan Walker and Jalen Jones and all that, and being able to pick the brains of others and kind of learning from others. I know he made a huge stride. Obviously, East Moline, um, or Quad Cities, I mean, uh, was a big one. Um, watching the Matt Guy match, he ended up doing something that I don't think anybody would have thought of from Carson from when he made pro. He went from throwing a carpet bag from his pro qualifier to throwing our faster bag against Matt Guy and then ended up edging out Matt. He ended up throwing Craig Irvin's uh, zones. So it's, it's a pretty fast bag. Was um, there anything special about those zones? I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, it. Hmm. Craig Irvin does some juju and I mean, everything was there else. a certain logo or anything? Well, weren't on those there? the ones that he won oh, King of Cornhole you know, with? I think. I think. Was there a I certain that, logo that might have uh, helped I him think, with oh, those? No. Is those canine on it? Yeah, that too. Canine bags. <laughs> oh, geez, Wally, get over yourself. These, everything comes back to me. I don't you know. Cannot how you cannot take have. credit for Carson's performance, and I will not allow it. Oh, man. <laughs> he already did. Right. But, you know, that that's kind of that turning point. And I think Carson hit on it right was his turning point for the, the season, but not only his season this year, but his potential for the future in his career um, was him knowing I can hang with literally the GOAT. I mean, I, the GOAT is a conversation that I hate when people call – too many people the goats, but Matt yeah. Guy is the one and true only goat at Cornhole. Yeah, well, there's goat and there's baby goat, and he's taken down them both so far in the exactly this year. Looking like a one, good track record. Yeah, one thing that we <laughs> talked about um, in the off season, Josh, you and I talked quite a bit about was finding a partner for him. And yep. I knew that you wanted to have something squared away with Troxel. And whenever they teamed up, man, it was seemed like a match made in heaven. But Carson, um, talk about your difference in partners. Um, like how it is to have a steady partner compared to last year. I, I couldn't even tell you who the hell your partner was last year. You were hopping all over the place. 
Well, I mean, last year I did have Vince as a partner for the Nationals, but he didn't travel much. So actually this year having Matt to know we're going to play something later in the year when it comes down to the Nationals and all the Opens before the Nationals, it's going to help the chemistry a little better, make us better as a team that way. We don't start off our doubles year like I did last year where Vince and I were, I think for the first three quarters of the year, we were a top 30 team. And then we ended like, I think we ended 70 or between 70 and 60, somewhere in there. So having the consistency of knowing you got somebody on the other end that wants to put in the work and is doing it helps build your confidence up to know you're going to have a good season. It's definitely a different kind of partner, right? Like I think about like a Herrera who we don't really see other than nationals, but he's so yep. consistent there. It's just a different kind of partner. Like I, I agree with you. I, I think I would prefer to have someone that I know is going to be out at all of the events they can be at. And, you know, can just because you can perform when I need you to perform, but what else can you provide? Like, what do you think that you really require in a good partner besides just being able to throw the bags? Somebody that you have a good connection with that you've known for a while. Somebody that, you know, is going to help you when you're down and be able to get you to start throwing good again if you have a couple bad rounds in a game, not somebody that's just going to give up on you mm -hmm. is my main thing I'm looking for. And you find that because it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, that Josh, you kind of helped find Troxel or were, Carson, was that your choice? I, I didn't hear the whole story. Yeah, I mean, Troxel's local to us um, okay. in that sense. I, I see Troxel probably once a week, and don't worry, Carson, I've warmed him up for the bad rounds throwing cash games with him this past week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, so, but yeah, there, there was a conver there was multiple conversations to be had. Um, Matt and I had a few of them at the clash. Yeah, I mean, Matt and him had that. He came, Carson came to me about who he was looking to partner with next year, um, and then Matt was looking and everything else. So it kind of was just a lot of the things that people don't see behind the scenes is a lot of the chess matches. Mm -hmm. You know, this is not checkers or anything like that. This is all chess. It's how how can a sponsor, a bag manufacturer, put the right pieces in play to make the next moves and make the best moves for not only them, but also their players. Because the more success that Carson and Matt can have and the chemistry they can have is a huge thing. And both of them being in the Midwest Conference and being, you know, within two to three hour drive of each other uh, as far as regionals go, where they can meet up and throw and do different regionals, that's a huge thing. And that was kind of, I know one thing that Carson was looking for, but he was also looking for the stability of, knowing he has somebody on the other end of the boards that is throwing the same bags that he's used to um, yeah. and everything. So that's a, that's a huge thing for him. Yeah. yeah we got about uh, five minutes left real quick and uh, we got our collab coming in March, but Josh, I want you to kind of put focus on the good things that you got coming up here with Vortex over the next month or so. So why don't you let everybody in on what we got going on with Vortex? Yeah. Awesome. So thank you. So uh, you kind of touched base on it right there by what you were, Kind of, I know how you, you slid that one in there. No, no, I said skip past that and go to the other. He's side. a he's a professional. Uh, uh huh. Yeah, skip past that. Well, beginning of March, I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, <laughs> we are going to be doing a K9 release. Uh, so we are going to be relaunching the new K9 designs. Uh, we will have multiple colorways actually going. Uh, so we're finalizing those, but we will have our K9s going. 
Um, next week, we will have Carson's bags going live. Uh, kind of a homage to his championship win. Uh, play on his uh, bags that he won um, with at the ACL Open last week. Um, so we will have those going live with his signature CG. Um, but one of the big ones that I have and kind of one of the ones that we are going to be going with, um, and I will say the shout out to Brett Guy from last year. Uh, Brett kind of helped me out in a big way. Um, we had a local person. Um, his son was a big Brett Guy fan. He wanted a set of bags and everything else. Well, his son has autism, and last year Brett actually ended up signing a set for me um, to give to him. And his son absolutely fell in love with it, was able to send the video, send the pictures to Brett and everything else. Well, we were taking this a little step further this year, what we're going to be doing, and we're going to be releasing these here in two weeks. Um, we're actually going to be releasing a bag and jersey combo um, for Autism Awareness Month. Um, I know Autism Awareness Month is a little early, but what we want to make sure of is that jerseys can get there before the month happens. So they can actually and, wear it? <laughs> yeah, instead of, hey, we're launching on April 1st and you're not getting your jerseys until <laughs> May 10th. You know? Yeah. Um, so we're actually going to be releasing the Autism Awareness Bags. Um, nice. what we are going to be doing is actually part of a good chunk of the proceeds is actually been going to his son's school to help out with different things that they need to help the kids learn and grow and everything else. His son's not eight, nine years old. So early, early stages and early age of his life to be able to get to that, you know, get to be able to be in the society that can accept him in that sense. Yeah. Good stuff. That's, that's amazing. And then we have, obviously, uh, multiple player bags going live. But, yeah, there's a lot of good things that we have coming uh, coming up here for the next few months, especially going into nationals, going into everything else. So we're excited for this year. And you could awesome. get them where? Come on, <laughs> we Come well, on, can actually man. get Tell them people where going straight go. through Canine website. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Right on like, what, where's, your yeah, site? Oh. where's your site? Um, but we, you can go to vortex-bags.com. Um, you can go there, you can go on our Facebook page and everything is going to be there also. Um, and then you could also access it through K9's website right on the right hand side has the vortex logo. If you click on that, it'll redirect you right to our website. Nice. So that's great to hear. I'd love to hear Carson, kind of your goals coming into this season. Um, you know, what are you really focusing on or what would be the highlight of this season for you? Obviously, just improve on what I did last year, trying to become one of the top players that everybody will talk about, keep winning the Opens as long as I keep throwing well, and then see how deep many deep runs I can make at the Nationals when it actually matters. And against all the top competition, you got to be able to do it consistently when you get there. Yeah, because I'm always curious because the Nationals are obviously the event, right? It's the Nationals, and it's super, super important to do well. But the shootouts have a nice big wallet behind it. <laughs> so kind of what what is your thoughts on shootouts versus nationals? Shootout finals would be great to make. It's just a matter of actually making a run at one of them because I've always done good in the rounders and then you have the one bad round to start a game and then it's hard to make it back. So it's just trying to stay consistent all the way through instead of doing it at the beginning. You got to do it all the way through and do it till the end. Yeah. 
the, the single elimination stuff. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Carson, I think Mish has some uh, things about mentality. She talks about that. I know a, few a little, times. little about that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely can help out with that. But no, it's it's tough. It, the single elimination is really tough because you know, um, you know, I only have X amount of bags left in this game, and if I don't get together, I'm out. Like that's a lot to weigh on your mind. Versus if you're on a national and you're like, I'm down, but hey, I've got until as long as it takes me, as long as I can keep him under 21 to get back up there. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Nice. All right. Any last questions, Wally? That's it. That's it for me. Appreciate you, boys. Awesome. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having us on. Thank, Thank you, guys. so much. And good luck this season. And uh, Josh, keep us posted on all the exciting things you have with Vortex. It all sounds great. Awesome. Thanks, me. Appreciate all it, guys. Right. Thank you. Yep, no problem. Well, there we go. We got our, our last uh, interview in there for our episode. I think that's about it, right, Wally? That's it. Well, Appreciate then, you guys, we, tune in for eight episodes. We're almost at double digits. Looking forward to oh it. Oh, my goodness. We're getting so old. Uh, <laughs> definitely tune in to uh, all the cornhole this weekend, uh, the Super Hole and the Shootout. It's going to be at uh, 9.30 Pacific time uh, on ESPN2. So it'll be 12.30 Eastern in the morning. So you, if you can stay up and watch it, great. Otherwise, set your DVR to record it. Um, you don't want to miss those matches. Super fun. Um, other than that, we'll see you guys all next time.